Running, from finding running trails near you to the best running quotes. We've got you covered. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast, for giving me your time. If you are a regular listener, thank you for your support. Hey, give me a share, would you? (laughs) And if you are new to the show and you want running advice that you won't find anywhere else, hang in there, let it grow on you. But first, the intro. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Running is the greatest metaphor for life because you get out of it what you put into it. Do you know who said that? Hmm. I was surprised. Apparently Oprah Winfrey, who would have figured that? And I mean, it says actually, it brings it right to the point because it is true. What we put into it is what we get out of it. And I can attest to this with over 30 years of running and enjoying it. The more I've put into it, the more I got out of it. Now, do we talk about runner's needs? I mean, it says we got you covered. So do we talk about shoes? sometimes. Do we talk about socks? Nope, never talked about those. (laughs) No, wait, let me guess, let me guess. You want advice on dry fit running gear? Nope, hang on, running watches, GPS watches. Ooh, all my favorite, runner's sunglasses. (laughs) Wrong, wrong, wrong. It is not that I'm saying those things are not important. To a certain degree, obviously, they are, of course. But hey, same as where you go running, if you run the same route every day or do you vary or perhaps you, you run a set distance in your neighborhood. And what we're talking about here is techniques for challenging times. And today I really want to share with you something to help you not only become a, a better, <laughs> stronger and smarter runner. How about getting once going one step further? I want to help you become even a happier runner. First off, if you are depressed, hey, you need to consult a doctor. Don't be listening to uh, podcasts, okay? <laughs> now, increasing your running performance actually only requires regular effort over a certain period of time. It's as simple as that. Yes, we are teaching scientifically proven methods, but they are broken down into simple, usable instructions. And you can hear, I'm really getting worked up about this already. We are using powerful psychological techniques. And This has been developed over years to make it applicable and usable for runners. What's going to happen is if you follow this advice, you will create a strong, a powerful mindset towards your running every single day. Now, I'm not saying every day is going to be, oh, blissful, and you're going to run stronger and further and faster every day. No. What I'm saying is that a day is what it is. You're going to have great days and you're going to have not so great days. But even on your not so great day, you are going to be true to yourself and your run performance. Hmm. Now, it is, it, and it's those moments where you will find more, and, and you know this if you're an experienced runner, it's during those dark days, those difficult days, where you'll find more satisfactory recollections of running, where you're going to build on those positive experiences. Because to be a happy runner should be a natural state. It's the same state like being bored or apathy. And I tell you, nearly every runner can be happier whilst running. Being happy is not just a sensation, oh, I'm happy. Uh, it is actually a choice. And imagine for a second, it is, it is like a route or a trail near you that you decide to run. And once you get on it and you realize, hey, I'm, I'm doing well. This is, you know, I went on a route this morning and it takes me right up into the forest. And I know once I'm on this trail, I'm good. I'm, no matter how tired my bones feel or if I'm not yet awake fully, I know when I'm on that trail, I'm... 
<clears throat> this is it. Now, it has a positive effect on me. <laughs> Again, this does not mean that you're not going to suffer during your run. Sometimes we do. And it doesn't mean you're going to be running with a big grin on your face like, ha. Ah. <laughs> and please don't confuse it with, oh, okay, I got it. I don't need to listen to this podcast. He wants me to be positive all the time. Nope, I didn't say that. Stick with me here. I'll explain it. Let me put it into context here. Now, my biggest joy from running came during my early childhood. Um, and where I grew up, and for those of you who cannot place my accent, it's South Africa, uh, we had to do compulsory national service. It means you most probably ended up in the infantry. Oh, in case you are disappointed, no, we didn't all go to the special forces. We like to say we all went to special forces, but we didn't actually. <laughs> but hey, infantry was difficult enough. Anyway, point is, it was here where we as recruits, we were sent everywhere running. We didn't walk anywhere. We could march, but in the beginning, you're, you're not so used to marching yet. So you you get sent there running. And this was also used in order for us to get used to discipline, to make us obedient. And the runs were used as a form also of punishment, running up a hill, running down the hill, running up the hill again because you weren't fast enough. And do you think I or any of my fellow recruits, and by the way, a shout out to any listener out there who made it through infantry school in Oatsu and really respect, do you think I or we, we enjoyed those runs? Do you think we were ha-ha-ha, happy, ha-ha-ha, sharing jokes? No way, Jose. Definitely no joy. Definitely no talking, no laughing, anything, nothing like you see in those sports magazines. <laughs> Do you think we had the correct running form? Nope, neither. But you know what? Actually, during that time, I managed to create a technique in my brain to overcome those difficult moments, those occasions where you had nearly convinced yourself you cannot go on, it's impossible, and you still did. <laughs> and from this moment on, I set out starting, uh, I, I started out developing a mental map, a technique that allowed and still allows me today to get into a powerful state whilst running. And believe it or not, happiness has got something to do with it. Um, and, and this I've been successfully sharing and teaching with, with runners and with coaches for the past couple of years. Listen up. I'm a runner and I really get a big amount of joy out of the sport. And I've invested a lot, a lot of miles, a lot of money to learn certain techniques and a lot of time to create usable techniques to share with, with people like you. And that's the bottom line. There's no hidden sales gimmick. There's no aggressive sales pitch. And this is not theory. It is based on practical experience. It's proven. Now, how about letting me help you experience that same feeling? Uh, Often a, a, a healthy and fit runner would come to me again, this is before COVID-19 times, and usually, you know, you, you, the runner would send an email and we'd meet uh, somewhere and we'd go running together. And what happens is that the runner would be a he or a she would be physically fit, nothing wrong, knees, ankles, everything is fine. It is the mental aspect that it is uh, that, that just, just for a second, imagine it, it's like this. Imagine you're in your car at a red light and you're pressing your accelerator pedal and you know what to expect. Now, if you drive a sports car, you're going to move forward at an incredible pace. <laughs> if you have a 30-year-old golf like I do that I usually podcast from, you press the accelerator pedal, I know it's going to be a very slow response. A guy behind me is going to be like, come on, get a boom on. <laughs> well, 
You know the feeling with your car, that response that is supposed to be there when you press the pedal. Stick with me here. Now imagine if you cannot press that accelerator pedal all the way down as though it's about 60% or three quarters of a distance. It doesn't go any further. You would notice it immediately. And hang on, there's no, there's no power there. It's, I'm pressing it. It's not, it's not moving. It's too slow. But I'm pressing the pedal. What's up? Now what happens in runner's terms is you start to think about this lack of performance. And usually... We human beings, we tend to think negatively. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. We perhaps even start to catastrophize. Is that even a word? I don't know. In case I just invented it, okay? What what I want to say is we use our imagination negatively. Thank you, Stephen King. Yeah, And we we think of the the worst possible outcome. I don't know. What's the book called again? Um, uh, The Runner or something. The Midnight Runner or something. Stephen King book. I remember that quite well. (laughs) I forgot the title, but I remember the story. Now, then you start to think about this even more, the, the, the negative, the possible worst outcome during the day and on your next run. And the, the time continues to prove to you again and again that this bad thought you're having, this bad news is real. And this leads to the map in your brain to change. It's the same principle when you touch. Go right now inside your kitchen, wherever you are, stop your run, go back home, go inside your kitchen. What is your favorite hob, by the way? Mine is top right. That's <laughs> when you know you're getting older, when you have a favorite uh, <laughs> place on the stove. Touch it when it's hot. Are you going to do that? You're not. I mean, you're not going to touch it because you've learned once that a hot stove, you're going to burn your hand. Everybody knows that. And this applies the same principle. is like a map in your brain. Now, if it works in other areas of your life, why isn't it going to work in your run area? Hmm. Now, what to do? Time to learn a new sport. <laughs> Quit running, perhaps archery or curling. <laughs> I'm, I'm still haven't understood it. Honestly, I'm still waiting for a listener to explain to me the whole point of curling, broomstick, and considering... Anyway... No, there is hope. You don't need to go to archery or curling. You can actually start to give your brain a new mind map, a set of building blocks that lead to a change of direction. And this change of direction will replace or overwrite. This is it. Ding, ding, ding. Overwrite your current hindering thoughts. Means getting that accelerator pedal all the way down again and getting that power, that performance that you know is there. Listen, as a runner, you understand the brain-body connection, yes? You don't? Okay. If you are tense, you will not run smooth or loose, will you? Just picture it for a second. Barefoot, a beautiful beach, sandy beach. Oh, white sand is so soft. It's idyllic. The breeze is just the way you like it. It's sunrise, it's sunset. Take your pick. The waves are, there are no waves at all. It's exactly as you want and you're running along. You're like those runners in those glossy magazines. Oh, you're looking good. Great strides. You're looking out over the horizon and suddenly, watch out, there's broken glass just peeking out between the sand. Up, oh, there's more over there. Hang on, watch out. What does this do to your running shape, even in your imagination? You become tense, obviously. You're barefoot. <laughs> But the more you think of and imagine your ideal run, again, beach, sunset, sunrise, or forest, or downtown, that favorite place, that favorite trail, the more you picture yourself being loose, being relaxed, and I hope you're not running barefoot, okay? (laughs) The more relaxed you will become, movement and posture, that is what creates that state of, of calm balance. And in this state is where you can expect to access your potential for your muscles to perform. Again, picture this. 
Um, somebody you see on a regular basis. I'm, I'm thinking of a person I see every day walking with uh, her dog. Uh, shoulder slouched, head hanging a bit. And honestly, I don't think she's looking for her car keys every day. So it means like this person has got some other low spirits, doesn't it? I mean, somehow it is what it is. Now, during your next run, what you're going to do is find an apple section, okay, hill. Oh, sorry, you live, you're, sorry to all the Dutch listeners out there, uh, you're exempted of this. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder if we even have any Dutch listeners after this. No, it's a hill is an incline in the terrain. And look, I mean, to everybody else who doesn't live in the Netherlands, which is as flat as a pancake, you're going to find an uphill section, okay? And I know you don't like running hills. You avoid them. Do this exercise anyway. First time, you're going to run up a certain section of a hill, maybe 200 meters or 300 meters, okay? The first time, you're going to run up like you're really tired already, your head hanging low, shoulder slouched forward, bent forward, looking down, and oh, what a sorry sight. Maybe you can even ask somebody to come along just to film you for a couple of meters. Then when you reach the top of the hill, you're just going to walk back down the section you ran up. Walk down. Don't run down. I know you're a tough, I know you're a tough girl. You're a tough runner. You could run. No. Walk down. Let your heart rate come down. Catch your breath. And then you're going to run up again the same distance. But this time, this time, you're going to back straight. Shoulders back. Your head, chin up. Your eyes are going to look at the horizon or higher and you're going to run up and you're going to feel that different. It's going to be the complete opposite. Bam! You will feel good. You will be more energetic. Your strides, your motion, all is powerful. Your body position is thereby making you feel better. You have to try it. Don't, 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 oh, no, I don't, I don't believe that. I didn't ask you if you believed it or not. I said you have to go out and try it. And now the secret turbo boost, because I said we got you covered here. <laughs> the secret turbo boost. You need to smile. What? Yep. Even a fake smile will do. And you know this. Smiling produces what? Serotonin. Which in turn makes you, yep, you got it, feel good. It is actually another clue from our own bodies that something good is about to happen. Now, in case you cannot stand the idea of smiling because you're a grumpy, horrible person, well, snap out of that attitude. What's with it anyway? And if you cannot stand the idea of smiling whilst running, well, you're the majority I think over 90% of runners don't smile. Haven't you noticed? Of course you have. So do you really want to be part of the group? 90% of runners not smiling? What's up with that? A couple of points. It's not about the other runners now, is it? It's just between you and me. And if such an easy step to accomplish, smiling, fake smiling, will lead to a better result, it's not going to cost you the same as running shoes as those running sunglasses, although I would still buy them because you're going to look cool. But anyway, different matter. But that, that, that'll lead to a result. Why would you frown upon it? See, the more you smile, you will start to smile at others, which in turn will make them smile at you, and you're going to smile more. You see what that means? Serotonin. Exactly. You paid attention. Congrats. Now, to those of you who love to think negatively, who chose that path, I don't mean run around grinning like a psycho. I know smiling might be difficult to you, but try it. An honest and truly meant smile. And perhaps the first few will be faking it, but fake it till you make it. Now, what is the point? Your body can and should release neurochemicals, and they make you feel good. But, hmm, what if it doesn't work? I mean, if it's so easy, then, you know, everybody would be doing it. Again, it's not about everybody. What you need to do is most runners... They struggle to get rid of a habit. Most people, generally, 
whether it's losing weight or people who want to stop smoking, they, they struggle to get rid of a habit. And it's because they just want to, exactly, they try to get rid of something rather than replace it with a better one. So, for example, if you have the habit of cutting your run short, Oh, who does that? What's up with that? <laughs> but it happens sometimes. And this comes out in, in, in the workshops as well, that there are runners who plan to do a 10K and then settle for an 8K or a five-miler becomes a three-miler more than once, twice, three times a week. <laughs> and all this cutting short, it leads to unsatisfactory result. I mean, who's happy doing that? No one. You're cheating to yourself. You're, you're lying yourself and you know it. And then the solution is often a simple approach. I'm not going to do this anymore. And guess what? The runner that suffers from this, they struggle with this process. Why? I'm not going to cut my run short anymore. Well, not doing something is a, is a no goal. And please, whatever you do now, don't think of your favorite, favorite pair of running shoes. What are they? Ha, you fell for it again. See? <laughs> it's a no goal requires you to think of exactly that what you don't want to be thinking about. That's why what we do during our workshop with those runners that have this built-in uh, self-sabotaging habit is we help create new patterns of thought that are helpful and generate energy. Now, cutting a, a run short and internally discussing and debating as to why you ran less miles and looking for reasons to back that excuse up, hey, that all takes mental energy. You need to come up with ideas and reasons. So why not use that same idea you're spending anyway to come up with ideas and thoughts that will inspire you to change the situation. It's adding such experiences to runners which has helped them achieve better runs. So what are you going to remember after this? My time is nearly up. Number one, build the habit of smiling during your run. Smile or laugh. Hey, pretend. Pretend you're happy when you're blue. There's a song in that. Number two, before you come up with a ton of excuses and assure me that it's impossible to do, hang on, put your excuses to one side, lovingly, caringly. They were there to protect you from overexerting yourself, but put them to one side. Here is a suggestion that works for most of the people I've worked with. There are two times in your run where you definitely can smile. One is right at the beginning. You're starting. You're fiddling around with your GPS watch. You press the buttons, three, two, one. Give it a smile and start. And two, where is that? At the end when you made it, when you're fiddling around with your watch again. There you did it. You smiled twice already. And then as you build that habit, you will take that smile with you at the beginning, at the end of your run. And number three, try to smile every kilometer, every mile. You've got one of those fancy watches. Beep. Your current pace is. <laughs> Every time you hear that signal, that, that um, announcement, smile. You will have a feel for the distance. If you don't use a run, you'll have a feel for the distance. You know more or less where's the halfway mark because you're running trails near you that you know. Now, get on your favorite trail, on your favorite pavement, on your favorite running track near you and do this. Implement this. By the way, did you realize that I've been speaking for nearly 18 minutes and there is no ad, there are no ads and we're going to keep it that way because I want to give you this high quality content. Hey, my name is Heiko. Thanks for joining me. If you feel like it, recommend the show to somebody else. If there's somebody out there who feels like, who you think should be benefiting from this. And if you like, have a look at our website, hypnorun.com, where we offer a wide range of what? Runners tools. And some of them are for free. Yes. And you should try them out if you're serious about becoming a stronger and a smarter and a happier runner. 
My name is Heiko. God bless you and take it easy.